uh, you know, how you her breast stuff. <laughs> You're and allowed to say breasts on the podcast. <laughs> Play DLC podcast. I'm Zach Jackson, joined as usual by Kieran Fabruge. Hello. Jordan Cheese Kransky Garcia. <laughs> Hello. Great delivery. Adam Mike Dyson Ryan. Hello. Jordan's is even better without context, I feel. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, we'll save that one um, for the the season pass of the uh, if, if you're listening you know what we're party. talking about <laughs> uh how are we all good doing well that's good oh that's yeah all right yeah another week I'm, uh, another week n- i'm no longer dying from food poisoning so that's always hey, good it's an improvement you finished dying <laughs> yeah i'm dead that's it um do you know what was the the culprit Cheesy Karanskis, of course. (laughs) 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 Fuck. That's, um... But in reality, no, I don't know what the culprit was. Bummer. Literally. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Adam, how's Tassie? Uh, Tassie is still an island and it's still here, but it's it's kicking along. Got it. How many days uh, COVID-free? In a few months, I don't know. It's it's really yeah. I like that you looked at your wrist for a watch <laughs> that isn't even there. <laughs> Show off. Uh, I don't know. It's been quite a while though. Hmm. Where? Life is life is normal. Yeah, mate. It's because no one wants to come here. No one's bringing it in because I mean, it's Tassie, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um. Did you guys hear about the Victorian premiere today? Yeah, he had a had a mm-hmm. fall. Yeah, but mm. what a massive fall. Um, he's uh, in a world of pain. The last I heard, they, they said it wasn't anything like massively serious, but that he may have broken bones or something. Like he was getting checked over. He cracked over. Like, what, like three ribs, uh, did something to his vertebrae. Yeah, wow. Mm. So he did a fairly Intensive good job care. of it then. Yeah, he slipped on some wet steps. Um, Jeez, that's that's felt felt God. harder than anthem. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> um, yeah, Kieran, you're all right. Hey, you're you're doing all right. Yeah, I'm all right. So I'm just like muting myself to yell at Bernie. He's trying to be a part of the podcast. Get him let, on. Let him let him join. You know, he hasn't got anything good to say. <laughs> he probably has more good things to say than we yeah. do. <laughs> and Jordan, you recovered from uh, shit in the bed, but uh, you ready for Monster Hunter? Oh, I am so ready. Mm. Uh, what, a, so, what a segue. Uh, yeah, what a, what a segue. I'm so, it's perfect timing because I'm moving in a few weeks. So the time that I don't have internet, I'll have Monster Hunter. Nice. Um... Actually, Adam, what's your favourite monster? Oh, that was what I was going to lead to. 
Um, definitely Monster Hunter Try being the only game that I've played, and I've played about twenty five minutes of it. Big so fan. Easily Give it a fan. try. <laughs> oh my god, Kieran! <laughs> uh, we don't have a lot to talk about this week. I'm going to fill it up with just garbage. Good. <laughs> From my mouth. So it's just like every other week for us. <laughs> 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 All right, let's. Uh, surely we've been playing some games. No one's doing any reviews, really. Uh, actually, no, that, that's a lie. I'm doing one. But um, yeah, surely we've been playing something. Talk to me. Give me something. Adam, what have you been playing? Mate, I'll. Apex, Rocket League. Yeah, no, oh, no, no, fuck no. yourself. Right. I was about to say I'll have made you proud because I started the Sinking ah. City on PS5. Oh, so okay. your, but he takes it back now. Shitty, shitty little quips. Uh, in fairness, <laughs> I've played probably the bare minimum of it. I've solved the. Do you call them cases? I suppose the first hurdle, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. Um, first case. Yeah, yeah, the first case. Uh, but I'm liking the tone. First hurdle. The the main guy. Looks like he hasn't slept for about four and a half Ever. years. Yeah. Oh, so it's me. <laughs> yeah. He's uh, he's looking. What do you think of big, uh, big Throggy, Dylan's dad? I actually I have in my notes also Throgmorton is a beast. Uh, yeah. Which <laughs> which he is. I love him. He's he's a good lad. <clears throat> Look, yeah. I just can't believe that you're playing that and not Eternity. I'm putting that off as long as possible. I have I've started drafting my. Uh, oh, my I see. Saving the best for last. Yeah, mate. Yeah, main event. Uh, now, apart from that, I've been playing... I re-downloaded Star Wall, which is a great little party game that I forgot existed, uh, but I'm glad... You know, I know you did that. Did you? Because I still get still your notifications yeah, on my phone. I had. I was <laughs> playing it with uh, two mates of mine, and it finished downloading, and all three of us checked our phones because we thought we had notifications, and it was just saying that Star <laughs> Wall was ready, um, which is fucking painful. But now nah, that game's good fun, and I've also been playing Maquette, which I c- hey, oh, yeah. can't wait to cry at the end of that because I know I'm going to because that seems to be where the the story thread's going, and I'm all kinds of invested, even though it's just disembodied voices and sketches. Um, but the way they tell the story is really beautiful, and I'm digging it. And aside from this, the the few little technical hiccups I've had, which have been a bit painful, the the puzzles are cool. Lots of kind of aha moments, which I like in puzzle games where you're mm. kind of sitting there twiddling your thumbs and you go, ah, of course. Yeah, that makes all the sense in the world. So yeah. I'm really digging it. I feel like I'm kicking through it and that I'll finish it probably in my next my next sitting. But yeah, loving it so far. No, um, uh, no pen and paper just yet? No pen and paper yet, mate. Haven't needed it quite yet, oh. but... No pen so, and paper necessary. Yeah. No. Nah. Um, nah. I'm not feeling that it's ever going to quite get to the old pen and paper. <clears throat> Maybe I'll just get pen and paper out for, for Sinking City just to get in the real detective feel. That's it. Buy like a little journal. I've got journals coming out my ears around the place, so I'll just, I'll, I'll get one of the... What a weird thing to have in abundance of. Why do you have so many <laughs> journals? I don't know. I use about two of them. He's a very, he's a very emotional person, okay? I don't use them. Like, I have yeah, a lot no. of notebooks is what I is what I should have meant. Like, I don't write about my day in seven different books. Just so mm. we're clear. No, it's only six different books. Yeah, fuck. I've exposed myself. Can you I? can you find the nearest journal and read us a passage? Yep. Okay, passage. Let me, just, let me just whip this in out. In the beginning, Adam created the earth. Oh, what about the book? The journal? Just... <laughs> um, 
It's his Sinking City journal. It's just got <laughs> Adam and Throgmorton written in a heart. The, <laughs> the last thing I have is notes about the Nintendo Direct. I got three things. I got Smash, Four Guys, Outer Wilds, and then I stopped caring <laughs> and gave up. <laughs> so, uh, it's, good. it's good reporting. Is that a, is that a Rodia journal? It is, mate. Oh. They're, uh, they're pricey too. They're actually they're actually this week's sponsor. Uh, next, Shasta Rodia. <laughs> next to my next to my fountain pen, both of which Key got me for my okay. my last birthday. Oh. Yeah. Do you ever seal your letters with a stamp as well? Uh, no, because I haven't sent a letter in possibly ever. I sent That's letters been a, all It's the been time. a long last time. You never get mine. Uh, look, I've I stashed them away. So I stash them under my bed because I can't uh, can't let Kay see because she'll get jealous. Mm. Don't let Throgmorton see. No, no, he gets angry. No, mate. <laughs> he, he can't <laughs> see our, our love letters that have just caused issue. Anyway, what's yeah, what's uh, everyone else playing? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, let's keep going with playing? this. Let's keep going with this. Oh, no. uh, Kieran, what have you been playing? Hello. <clears throat> uh, hey. I not much. I've been um. Replaying Yakuza Like a Dragon on PS5. I saw that. Did you get the Platinum? Having a good time. No. Uh, Weak. I do want to try and get the Platinum for that because, yeah, I played it on PC the first time around. But uh, it looks grindy as fuck, so I don't know. Um, And I've also been playing a bunch of No Man's Sky with Georgie. Nice. How's that? Uh, It's good. It's uh, It's been chill. Just like flying around looking for cool shit. Do you have a, a pet or a companion or whatever they call it? Is that update live yet? Yeah. Yeah. So the pets thing is is pretty cool. You can basically just like any creature that's your size or bigger, you can you can mount and ride around and oh, you can ride hatch e- eggs and like breed them and stuff. Oh, wow. That's a bit more involved than um, I thought it was going to be. I thought it was just going to be like in the Pokemon games where you have the first Pokemon in your party just follow behind you. Yeah. <laughs> Nah, it's cool, yeah. They are... Because, it, like, so, some creatures are real, real fucking weird. Uh, and the game does a good job of, like, figuring out how they should interact with you. So, it could have been a disaster. Um, but it's pretty good. But, yeah, I uh, I didn't... I'd forgotten that they'd added that in. Uh, and I don't think Georgie knew at all. And they were, like, happily just building their base. And I storm in on, like, a big, like dinosaur looking motherfucker just like stomping <laughs> through their base They're like what the fuck um so yeah no it's fun i'm just kicking around doing that finding cool ships and stuff that's pretty much all i've been playing that and yakuza huh didn't uh jump back into uh the, the sinking no nah. i've got up to where i was the other two times i've tried to play it and i'm happy get off his back zach <laughs> he's he's where he wants to be in the game <laughs> how could you it's all about the moral victory. <laughs> Is it? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sold then. Um, Jordan, what have you been playing? Just Demon Souls. Nice. Is that... No, I was going to make a tort joke. Diary joke. Um, are you getting... No, it's not do, based do, on. Do you have the Platinum yet? No, I haven't bothered to go for it. <sighs> I thought you were a fan. I am, which is why I'm playing the game how I want to instead of going for arbitrary trophies. Oh, fighting words! Cold like out, out. Jesus. Cold out. You can't tell, but the our visual is Kieran has just 
torn his shirt off. Clearly <laughs> muted his mic. Oh yeah. shit, he's trashing his room now. This is this is a catastrophe. I hate to pay to see Kieran shirtless. So. <laughs> it's all right, mate. Calm down. All right. Well, uh, is that it? Just demon souls. Just demons, demon souls. Demons souls. Yep. Huh. What have you been playing, Zach? So. Well, actually, I've been playing a couple of things. One thing I'm not going to talk about this week because I want to save it for another week. Um, uh, actually, no, I'll tell you, but I won't tell. I won't, I won't talk. Give about us a it. give I us a tease. The, played the demo for an Australian-made game called Conscript. Um, it's like a, it's like a, uh, it's inspired by like old school Resident Evil games, but it's set during like World War Two, uh, uh, two or one, two. Um, yes, I've been playing that for perhaps a segment later this month. I'm not too sure if I can confirm that or not. Um, I have been, but. Um, I've also been playing another Australian game called Room to Grow, which, Adam, if you like Snake, and what's that bus game you like? Snakey Bus. Snakey Bus. Yeah. Um, or if, I, I, I know Karen likes Snake, but... Um, I love a bit of Snake. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, so basically this yeah, Room to Grow is like that, but uh, you play like as a cactus, so... You have to push. Uh, it's a terrible description because I can't remember what you have to push. Like like a little pot plant kind of thing, I guess. Push is the best F to way. hold respect. <laughs> um, so you have to sort of push this little pot plant cactus thing into uh, like a hole, basically, um, and you can ricochet. Not, ricochet, not sorry, not ricochet, but you can uh, make your body. Uh, a different shape by going against, um, yeah, like by uh, how, how do I explain this over voice? So uh, uh, the cactus is on like lines, but you, <clears throat> um, so, sorry, your snake thing goes across these lines, right? So it's all like a big cube thing and your snake goes across these lines, but sometimes the cactus is in the middle of the lines that you can go down kind of thing. So you have to, go like around it and then push against like the side wall or the top wall. So you're in like a U shape, for example, or a straight line and you can push down against it and push it down kind of thing to where it needs to be. Uh, it's pretty fun. I've played maybe a half dozen levels. Um, so I've been Sounds playing that. complicated as fuck. No, it's, it, it is very, very simple. I think <laughs> I was just a terrible, terrible... So, Kieran, I've looked it up and it, it absolutely looks like Snake with a Cactus, but, <laughs> but Zach has made it sound... All kinds of complicated. It does look very cool. Well, it's, it's hard. Yeah, like it's hard to explain. With like you just you can shape yourself to push it when it's not on the lines. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I've been playing that, um, and then I'm actually doing. <laughs> so as you know, I'm a bit of a bit of a Lovecraft fan. <laughs> so I got an email a couple uh, like last week. Um, hey, this, this game's coming out, and I've seen it before, and I was like. Uh, not really my kind of game, but I know that it's got a bit of Lovecraft uh, inspiration there. It's called Lust from Beyond. It's mm. an erotic Lovecraftian game. Um, it's up two of your alleys, if you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? Like, I'm not doing anything at the moment. Fuck it. I'm going to review this game. It fucking 
dings. It's no good. Um, the opening scene is like you literally uh, start the game, you wake up or whatever in front of like this demonic looking vagina thingy. Um, and then you go into it. That's how I start you, every day. Um, and you pull out this like alien animal type thing and then you go give it to this. So basically you're in a, uh, you start off the game as this cult person um, and then yeah, like you give this little demonic thing to this priest guy and you got to go round up all the cultists and come to the celebration room or whatever the fuck they call it the room of whatever and then fucking this ritual goes on and they bone and then you wake up as like the actual guy that you play as you're like a guy who runs like an antique store um, and you have these visions and shit right like these fucked up visions and then basically the <laughs> there's a scene like basically like the first part of the your mission is to like fulfill this antique order that some old ladies get uh, ordered so you get like a statue of a fucking deer you go get this old coin you whack it in a box you give her a call and then she yells on for ages about something uh, and then you go yeah gotta go and then you have to prepare a date with your your missus who's uh, coming over so you set up these like rose petals get the wine out get the guitar because that's, that's your gift and then you shagger <laughs> <laughs> okay real quick so I'll stop I'll stop you there you've said so it's this Lovecraftian fucking romance game and you've said and then there's just it's not it seems like two completely separate games like you start and there's a some demon and then you just you're in an antique store and then well, you fuck your missus what the hell <laughs> so i'm still like i'm still in like the foreplay like part of the game right so i haven't really like i think now that i've done this so now that i've okay so the shag doesn't go overly well because you got these visions you're a bit messed up and you end up it actually gets a kind of a bit weird oh like that's pretty, where it gets weird to cool. it's pretty vanilla right it's like it's just mary. like you can see a yeah, uh, you know, her breast stuff. You're and allowed to say breasts on the podcast. <laughs> well, just for that. Of, just of just for that, Zach. When I edit this, I'm gonna, I'm gonna censor that. I was trying to think of like a different word, but breasts is just the easiest one. Um, so anyway, yeah. So you can see breasts, and but then it gets a bit <laughs> rough. And she's like, you know, so you seem so awkward when you say the word breasts. And she's like, can stop. you stop here? <laughs> And she's like, nah. I'm sorry. He's like, just, he just keeps going. Then he stops. And then she's like, nah, this is fucked up or whatever. And then he goes into some vision. And then I wake up on the floor and the, the, and the game saved. And I went, escape. I fucking quit like, out of that. Oh, yeah. Good. I was like, this is fucking. That sounds terrible. It's boring. Right, you woke it up is... on the floor and then you quit the game or? <laughs> yeah. Basically, I quit the game uh, I haven't gone back yet that was only a couple nights ago but um, I regret taking that code and the worst part shout outs to um, movie games for uh, for the code there uh, who did the beast inside um, but they actually stitched me up they gave me a code for uh, the actual game when it releases so when it un- unlocks right so I then went to download it and it's like no nah, you can't download this because it's not out yet. So I was like, okay, went back to the PR guys, like, da 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 And he's like, oh, my bad. Here's another key. And I couldn't um, redeem it because I'd already redeemed the code. So I had to make another um, 
Steam account, which by the way, uh, the username is Galahad's Mustache. Um, and uh, anyway, as a as an apology, he gave me five uh, five Steam codes for Lost from Beyond. So if anyone wants a Steam code, I'm good, thank you. Just give a hashtag Lost from the DLC, and uh, I'll give you one. Five. I only got five. Yeah, only five. You hear that? Only five. Got to get in quick. They might even be gone by the time the podcast ends. So, um, look, it's up there with uh, Treasures of Nadia. Um, but, yeah. I'm going to play a little bit more, but it's... Yeah, it's not... Uh, hasn't been a good start so far. I don't know. From the sounds of it, it sounds like Treasures of Nadia was at least self-aware in it's that like, regard. It's like Treasures of Nadia, Agony, and... Well, that's probably just about it, actually. It's just sex and demons. Um, so, if you like sex and demons, check out Lost from Beyond. Anyway. So that's, oh, and I've also been playing Sackboy uh, as well. More of Sackboy. So, I'm... Um, I don't want you to try and describe Sackboy after <laughs> describing <laughs> the last, the last two games. And just for the reference, Sackboy has nothing to do with... Um, Lost from Beyond. So, this has go. to be the most awkward part of any podcast. And that ever. was all from. So, what have you been playing lately, Zach? I'm never asking the question again. Well, you might, like you just wait till next week. We give you the full review Jesus. of uh, Lost from Beyond. Not interested. <laughs> no, you are. <laughs> you don't want to hear my uh, critique of demon demon what? holes. <laughs> Basically. I might use that. Uh, <laughs> it's yeah, it's bad. It's all bad. All right. Um, I've also actually uh, been reviewing something else, which I've been reviewing for like the past five months. No, six months. No, you know, five months. Greedfall. Um. Oh, yeah. No. Shout outs to Greedfall. Uh, been reviewing the Steel Series Arctis Seven X wireless headset. So shout out to Steel Series for that. Uh, Kieran, you've got the Plane Seven, yeah. Well, not the plane seven, but the just the yeah. The, he got them on a plane. The normal. I was seven? like the plane seven. Oh, you know, like just the <laughs> seven. So not the not the Xbox flavored ones. Yeah, he, yeah he's actually got the Steel Series Arctis seven four seven. Not bad. I like that. <laughs> uh, That's good. He, yes. And yes, um, how do you find them? I love them. Yeah. yeah, sound great. Super, super, super comfy. Yeah. Yeah, so the Arctis Seven X, I think. Uh, so these are these have a little bit of. You can probably see in the video here if you're watching from home. Um, there's like a bit <laughs> of the green <laughs> stitching <laughs> uh, on the top of the uh, what what they call a ski goggle headband, uh, which is super easy and super comfy. Um, sorry, super easy to uh, to adjust, and uh, yeah, super comfy as well. Does your what's you know what the battery life on yours is, Kieran? Uh not offhand, but okay, it's in the ballpark of twenty hours, I think. Yeah, because th- these have a twenty-four hour battery, yeah. and I was like, set that up as if. Um, but like, I think I don't think I charged them for the first like three weeks that I, I had mm, them. Shit. I mean, granted, I probably didn't use them as much, but they like just they just never died. Um. That was yeah, me with the uh, 
that last Sennheiser headset I reviewed. Yeah. Wasn't that like a hundred hours? It's a hundred hours. I didn't <sighs> charge them for the first month. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Um, but yeah, these are awesome. I, like I had the the Astro A50s. Pretty old though. Like I'll, I got them like uh, roughly about when the last of us came out for the PS3. Or maybe a little bit before that. But um, So I've been using those since since then. Um, and they, you know, they sound good and they're comfortable as well. But I think these are just better uh in terms of comfort, sound quality, uh, definitely battery life, and looks is probably as well. The only thing that I don't like about it, and as you can probably see here in the video here, is the, the red light. Um, is that you can't disable that, like to, or you can't just change it to go, to, or to not ha have a red light. So, because I'm using a different mic here. Um, sorry, yeah, for those listening, the red light is attached to the retractable mic that comes out. Um, and a bit like the PlayStation controller, the PS5 one, when you disable the mic, the red light is on. So why, why don't you just uh, get some like black duct tape and put it over the light? Because then people won't be able to use the mic. I'm not saying tape the mic shut. Oh. I'm just saying put it over <laughs> the light. <laughs> nah, it seems a bit too hard. Too hard basket. Uh, don't, don't have tape, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, they're like, they're awesome. Um, there, I saw the, there's also a 7P version, which is a PlayStation, uh, version of it. And they are white and they also come in black, but I think Australia's only getting the white ones, but, um, that sounds about right. The 7Xs, and this is quite wow. surprising. They actually work, um, with everything. So it comes with, with like a little wireless C, uh, sorry, USB-C wireless dongle, um, that you can jack into like a bottom of an Android phone or a, you know, like a Nintendo Switch kind of thing. Um, and yeah, so, and there's a little toggle switch on, on that where you can toggle between Xbox usage and USB. So for PS4, PS5, whatever else, it's, you know, you flick on the little USB and it'll work. But with the, um, the 7P, it doesn't work on Xbox consoles. Hmm. So I guess if you do want uh, that all-round versatility the 7x's are definitely the better way uh to go the only thing the only other i wouldn't say it's a con but because obviously they're more of a gaming headset but I, f I found listening to music was it did get a little bit muddy at times um when it got a bit bassy going on but sound quality for gaming was fantastic um yeah so they're the 7x's kieran do you know if they're out yet i know they're not on a website i don't think so no i haven't seen them yeah because I, rem I remember the steel series guy telling me they were coming around early 2021 like marchish uh which mm. is, which is why i kind of been waiting to put the review out just kind of have that content you know right, like in the lead up to launch but mm. but yeah now they're cool um definitely very happy with them all right shall we move on let us. What do we move on to? Fuck, can't even open the doco. Where are we? Well, <laughs> we do technically have a discussion topic there. Alright. I'm going to give you guys a phrase. And I want you to tell me what you think the definition is. Please no. What's a, What's a full crab shave? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> So anyway, on to the next topic. Oh, yeah. Come on, someone give me something. 
A full so, frame shave right. is something that I don't want to uh, talk about. Mate, so you're sitting, you're yeah. sitting in the barber chair. Huh. All right. Yeah. You got the barber. Uh, place I go to gives you like a free coffee, which is nice. So I'm sitting mm-hmm. there drinking my coffee, about to get my beard trimmed. <coughs> power, go- power goes out, which means electric, electric clippers, shavers, whatever, no good. Batteries aren't invented yet. Uh, power goes out. <laughs> oh, no. I'm like, oh, shit. All right, I guess I'm going to have to come back a bit later. And the guy's like, no, nope, don't worry about it, mate. We got a contingency plan. Pulls out a fresh bucket of seawater. <laughs> gets his hands in. Pulls out a couple of live crabs. Continues okay. to shave. <laughs> there you go, see? It's the full crab shave. That is the creativity that I like. Um, nice. Cool. All right. Uh, yeah, so let's jump into... <laughs> The news, unless Adam's got a little, little story for us. I think Adam has some contribution for this. Remember when this was a gaming Yeah, podcast? I don't know what a, what happened there. I, uh, Kieran, I love yours, but I think a, it's more of a it's more of a stance from the the barber themselves. <clears throat> I think it's it's a oh, it's yeah. just a deep squat. So if they if you have a particularly long beard or long hair and they need to get the yeah. need to get the amp, get, they just do the the deep squat, chuck an arm out, get the scissors there. I mean, it's a... You can do two at once. It's a, it's a workout as well as a, as well as a, uh, a means to get to the bottom of the beard. Okay. That, and I mean, nice. I, hate to, I hate to think of the poor little crabs just sitting in a bucket waiting for the power to go out. It's such a specific <laughs> thing. <laughs> but, yeah, but know. if it's in South Australia, it'd be just booming for them. I also see, like, the, the barber's like, fuck, thank <laughs> God the, the power's gone out. We've been feeding these crabs for three years, hoping that this might happen. <laughs> games. Nice. Games and other things, Zach. Video. Let's go, mate. Let's talk. Well, let's go on to the news because that's uh, that's where we're at. Around it. Snapper goes crab shave too. <clears throat> so, I know you've been uh, waiting all year for this news. Snapper Ghost Warrior contracts two has a release date. Got some gameplay footage. Boy, did it look good. Can I get a hell yeah? Hell, hell no. I didn't watch it. You. <laughs> Um, so yeah, CR Games last week, they announced that, uh, Sniper Ghost Warrior Contracts 2 will launch on June 4, and they confirmed that it is coming to PS5 and Xbox Series X and S. Uh, they didn't really talk, so in the interview that we did with, <clears throat> that I did with, uh, CR Games, uh, end of last year, I guess, um, Hashtag shout out. they mentioned that one of the things that appealed to them was the haptic feedback, but... Uh, in the announcement, there's no real mention of them utilizing that. It just sort of says that it'll have um, sort of uh, juicier visuals, um, you know, better loading times with the SSD. Um, so, yeah, oh, and n- native 4K. Uh, but yeah, the, the big perk for that is you can you can make long range kills from over a, a thousand meters. So. Um, there you go. June June four. Uh, we'll be all over it. Huge, nice. So, huge, massive, massive. Probably the biggest news of the year. Um, that and Guilty Gear Strive has been delayed until mid twenty twenty one. I know Zach uh, Zach Reardon of uh, Well Played. He's devastated. Um, 
I actually played so, the beta for that. You did or he mm. did? Was oh, we both, we both did. Yeah. Uh, I'm not into fighting games, but that game is very, very, very well put together. Even in nice. the beta. It's gorgeous. It's the opposite of this at. podcast. <laughs> it's the opposite of this podcast. They uh, don't resort to talking about crab shaves. <laughs> and cheesy Kranskis. And cheese Kranskis. I think that's going to be the, um, the name of the podcast. This episode, full crab shave. Full crab shave. <laughs> <laughs> That'll get the people listening. And then they'll tune out right about the time you start talking about that shitty fucking game. Uh, <laughs> last, they last won't even on. make it to the crab shave. Rip. Rip crabs. Um, yeah, so I, I think is Arc System Works the developer? Mm. Yeah. So they put out a statement uh, on Twitter or well, on socials, one of those uh, colorful backgrounds with uh, text on it. Uh, just says, dear customers, we have made the tough de- decision to move the release date of Guilty Gear Strive uh, from April 9 to June 11. So not a huge delay. Uh, since we have received <clears throat> valuable feedback after the recent open beta, we would like to make uh, we would like to, to make the most of this opportunity to provide the uh, the best game possible. Uh, yeah. So that's... you know, do you, do you feel like it's kind of it's become like a side effect of obviously so, you know, cyberpunk? No, not cyberpunk, but like the, you know, the COVID situation and and everything and all the kind of struggles everyone's having worldwide. Do Mm. you think, do you think it's like kind of opened the gates a little bit for developers to be a little bit safer with delaying stuff now? Mm -hmm. Like people put out these statements now and and a lot of people seem to be more in support of it than pissed about it, which they might have been, you know, a few years ago. I think that I think yeah, COVID's probably given them like a not so not wouldn't say like a legitimate excuse because I'm sure they had those before, but um, I think more of an under uh, excuse that people sympathise with or understand. More yeah. like a contextual understanding. Um, yeah, but I also yes, I hope that kind of continues even once that's yeah. kind of blown over. Like I hope I hope that sentiment sticks around. Yeah, because if it's like oh, you know, we're all working in the office, like. Blah, blah, blah. So people kind of like, well, what are you doing all day? Like, why isn't the game ready? Whereas if, you know, people working from home, all the shit that's going on, I think, yeah. But uh, I also do think that it's a it's a result of Cyberpunk a bit as well. I think maybe companies are a bit cautious, don't want to get mm. uh, blasted like they kind of did. Um, yeah, which is probably not a good thing, but it's a good thing. Yeah. Um, mm. Not good for CD Projekt Red, but but yeah, um, cool. So yeah, June at eleven for Guilty Gear Strive Survive. What? No, no survive. Just Guilty Gear Strive. Uh, so the other probably the um, probably the, yeah the biggest news maybe this week is that PlayStation dropped randomly dropped like a little. Uh, six pack of announcements um, for the PSVR uh, that are coming this yeah. year. So, which is weird because they just did a state of play. So you'd think maybe what they would maybe just chuck that in at the end when everybody's kind of got eyes on it or something like that. But, um, or, or you know, or make the state of play a bit longer. Excuse me, sorry. Um, so yeah, we got a game from Vertigo Games called After the Fall. Which uh, they're the guys that made all the team. Sorry, that made uh, Arizona Sunshine. I've never played it. Has anyone played that? Nah, that was just after I oh. ditched my no. VR. Mm. 
I mean, it, it sounds pretty cool. Uh, it's just uh, set in an alternate 1980s LA. Uh, this post-apocalyptic shooter has been in the works for a while. Um, but yeah, it was, it's a co-op action shooter that sees you and your mates up against some very uh, frozen, cool-looking zombies. Um, yeah, set in the snow there. Uh, another game called Zenith, which is an MMORPG. Uh, trying to see who it's by. I can't see who it's by. This looks... Yes, I'll, be, I'll right. be real. I um, can't see an MMORPG doing all that well on PSVR. Like, PSVR to me, because it's not maybe the the strongest VR system, seems like it's more targeted towards things like Beat Saber and Super Hot that are kind of, you chuck it on, mm. you play for half an hour, and then you jump out. Like, longer drawn out experiences mm. like that just don't seem all that well suited for PSVR. I don't know. That might just be me and you guys might feel yeah. different, but no, I, I agree. Yeah. I guess cause they thrive on PC that, you know, they're trying to, I guess, see if that works on yeah. console just as well. But I'm with, I'm with you. I don't, I don't see it having a lot of longevity, especially with the PSVR being as yeah old as it mm. is at this point and a new one. We Not hope that maybe that it'll um, transfer across, I guess, uh, or something like that. Do yeah. you, does it have an MMORPG? Not that I'm aware of. Not that I'm aware of. I also of, don't yeah. look too hard into it. It's so got maybe, some. Yeah. It's got some MMO like adjacent stuff, like Rec Room and things like those mm. kind of just open VR platforms. But I don't know about like, yeah, RPG-ish kind of stuff. Mm. I just this yeah. New PSVR announcements are cool, but I just, I don't mm. want a PSVR. Yeah, I want the new that's one. where I'm at too. Yeah. I'd, um, I'd love to see like the stats on like hours played of the VR unit from launch until now, like hours per week or whatever. Because mm. I feel like you don't really hear about it that much anymore. I mean, yes, it is a bit older, but it's still there only... Uh, VR platform. Uh, I've lost the article. Yeah. Uh, the other game, another game was announced. It's called I Expect, uh, I Expect You to Die Too. The Spy and the Liar. Um, is a little... This is a little puzzle mm-hmm. game from the looks of it here. Um, yeah, I think I played, so the, I played first the first one, of that one as well. Yeah. On the way back. Good little, mm-hmm. like, escape room-ish kind of puzzle stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one. It's got a pretty decent sense of humor. It's very tongue-in-cheek, like 007. I mean, the the name of the game is mm. is a riff of a, a 007 quote. So, but yeah, it's yeah, just a little puzzle game that has some some spy set dressing. So, second one's cool. Nice. Uh, we also got uh, Fract, which actually has cool, it's pretty this, cool yeah, this artwork there. Cool. Uh, it looks like, yeah. So this is this like a snowboarding. Yeah. Shooter? So like skiing, free running, and shooting seem to be the the three kind of like pillars for the game. And so it's, this is more the kind of thing that I would jump on board with for for PSVR because that looks like something mm. I can jump in for half an hour to an hour, have a shitload of fun, and then spend the rest of the afternoon recovering from feeling a bit sick (laughs) 
Uh, we've got Song in the Smoke for the next one, um, which is a survival game. Uh, so, that, again, that'll be kind of interesting. To it's see got a really how, cool uh, art goes. style. It uh, looks really cool. I wish yeah, it wasn't like VR. It. Like, it looks like something mm. I'd be keen to play if it wasn't a VR title. Um, and then uh, we've got Doom 3 VR edition, which I guess is, I think earlier this year, we um, we posted about uh, a Bethesda VR game getting uh, leaked on the Australian classification board. And this, mm. uh, I would say this is probably it. Um, so yeah, Doom uh, 3, getting a, a full-blown VR version. Um, anyone, yeah. No one's got VR here, do they? I think yeah. I asked that last week, didn't yeah, I? Yeah, we've discussed this before. Yeah. Mm. I think we all used to. Yeah. Well, I don't know about Jordan, but the, the three of us. In uh, mm. I When I saw that Doom uh, 3 was getting the VR treatment, <clears throat> my initial thought was that it's kind of backwards. Like, it's, it doesn't seem like a game that would like anyone would really care about. But then thinking on it, like it is the the standout from the Doom franchise that's a bit more horror-based and it's a bit kind of dark and dingy. So mm. it's, it probably makes sense out of any of the, the Doom games to for it to be that one that goes to VR. And you'd probably projectile vomit all over the place if you did 2016 or Eternal because it's too fast-paced. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. Um, all right. Uh, Adam, you also did a little cheeky post uh, earlier. Um, sorry, last week. Uh, an open world Dungeons, Dungeons and Dragons RPG is currently in development. Uh, it is, yeah. That's pretty much all of the the info that has been given at this stage. The the developer. Uh, I cannot remember the name of them to save my soul, but the, the last thing they worked on, I think was, oh shit. Now you've, you've put me in the lurch. No, it was, um, see it, they worked on CSGO with, yeah, um, all it really, it was a really, it was a, it was a weird way to announce a D and D game. They were like, Hey, so we're working on this triple A open world action RPG Dungeons and Dragons games. Uh, if you're good at any of these skills, we have some positions open. And that was, that was literally the announcement, which was a, a bit underwhelming. Um, but from the job listings, it looks like it will possibly be coming to consoles as well as PC, which would be nice. Um, but it obviously mm. is a long, long way out because th- that's all we have. But yeah, something to get semi-keen about though. Yeah, oh, not apparently. Fucking dead silence. Thanks. Sorry, I was just uh, looking at something. Um, was it me? No. <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, Skyrim board game. Who wants to yeah, talk about it's that? Th- like the one board game that's video game related that I haven't covered in the last few weeks, and it's the one that apparently everyone cares about. Which, cheers for that. Um, it's another thing that we don't have heaps of, uh, heaps of info on, but there is a company making a tabletop RPG set in Skyrim that will be one to four players co-op. 
uh, that probably would excite a lot of people, not just because it's set in the Elder Scrolls universe, but it's kind of got that Norse feel to it because it is set in Skyrim. So whether you're a fan of one or the other, you'll you'll probably be keen on it. But that's, yeah, pretty much all the info we've got at the moment. But, I mean, I'm keen. I'm keen on pretty well any tabletop RPGs, but one set in Skyrim, I think, in particular, would be a pretty cool time. Mm. Um, Monster Hunter. Jordan, you want, you want to talk to us about that? You I thought Adam was a fan, knew, but sure. I knew it. Uh, <laughs> so uh, early this morning at 1am they, uh, they started celebrating the anniversary for Monster Hunter Because rather than it be one day they're doing the whole week Because Jeez, that's a bit why crazy. not I guess um, Tell me about it um, But yeah they covered Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2 this morning So Monster Hunter Stories 2 is releasing on July 9th and there'll be a, apparently a deluxe edition with downloadable bonuses as well as three amiibos, the Razorwing Ratha, Sukino and Enna and they'll be available on the same day as release. Uh, but they showed a bunch of info about Monster Hunter Rise including some new and returning monsters, um, the ability to switch skills, the different locales, uh, the Rampage, which is like a horde mode, and they just uh, explain more about the split between single-player and multiplayer quests, as well as uh, a second demo for the game, which features the uh, the mascot monster Magnamalo. And then lastly on that, they have already said that the first free title update will arrive in April, and it's the Elder Dragon Camellios with some other stuff as well. Nice. Um, and you, if you haven't checked out uh, Jordan and Eleanor's uh, Monster Hunter Rise preview, sorry, no, uh, your impressions on the demo and then Jordan's Monster Hunter preview, you can do that on the web site uh tomb raider trilogy might be on its way i haven't actually seen it i haven't read this yet uh, it just popped up about. on the microsoft store for a brief tick and then disappeared again it's the tomb raider rise of the tomb raider and shadow of the tomb raider games and all of their dlcs being bundled into the survivor trilogy that's meant to come out on march 18th uh, that listing went up and then disappeared pretty quickly. So it's not an actual announcement, but I mean, it's as close as you can get, I suppose. So if you're keen on those three games or if you haven't played them and you're a Tomb Raider fan, then possibly hold out until they all launch again in like a week or so. I don't know. It's not a, a great deal of time to, to chuck an announcement in, but maybe it'll get one of those cheeky releases would anyone else um uh play these again i've uh 100 at all of them so so yes probably not again no i like them but yeah i don't know i, I still haven't played to... shadow <laughs> shadow is underrated i i feel in a lot of ways are you surprised that they haven't done like a full-blown remake of like number one? 
like they have the four, first though. game. Yeah, they did that anniversary one. Yeah, that was a full blown remake. But is it like a proper full blown remake though? Yeah, like you know, like yeah. I'm talking like RE2 remake kind of thing. Yeah, like for, for time its time, it was, yeah. the equivalent. Fuck it, yeah. do a remake of I mean, the remake. Like, you know, Let's go. I guess I mean now. Well, mate, you know who's done that? Mm. Resident Evil. Final Fantasy Seven. Bang. Doing a mobile demake of the remake. <laughs> what a headache, Jesus. I do. If they, yeah, I reckon if they did a proper full-blown modern remake of, um, yeah. But the first one's with weird. It's just like random ruins and dinosaurs and shit. Not, yeah, well, how good? It's great. He just wants to chuck in the nude code and see if it works now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on to you. Oh, fuck. Um, I don't know she didn't even know there was a nude code. Yeah, she explodes. I mean, it li- literally, like, what? limbs fly off. <laughs> Fuck, that. He, he didn't know that was a nude code. His game was just perpetually nude. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just want to lock the fucking butler in the fridge again. Freezer again. Oh, uh, yeah. you right. that guy. Oh, was that guy? No surprises. Um, all right. So, other quick news. Um, old mate, uh, Scott. No, Morrison? Troy. Troy. <laughs> <laughs> Troy Leavitt from uh, uh, Avalanche Software working on Hogwarts Legacy, uh, the guy with all the shitty views. It's lived he, up to his name. Oh, I was going to say that. Damn it. Uh, he, <laughs> he's uh, leaving it. Yeah. He's leaving his job. Um, yeah, he's resigned uh, and said that he will basically uh, explain in a forthcoming video. Uh, yeah, because we love his fucking videos. Yeah, but he has uh, probably a good way to like to pr- promote his channel though, like um, for all you know. So, uh, and now I've lost where I was at. Oh yeah, so he he said uh, he said he has nothing but good things to say about the game, the dev team, and Warner Brothers games. Uh, he writes he felt absolutely secure. In his position. However, I still wanted to resign for reasons that I will explain in the forthcoming video. Um, yeah, it's also a bit of a scumbag so, thing to be like, "Oh yeah, I'm I'm quitting." It's not to do with the controversy surrounding me. It's to do with you'll have to wait until I uh, put up a YouTube video that's probably monetized and go over there and check it out. Like I I get mm-hmm. it that you need to promote your own brand, but when it's a con- like when you're in the middle of a controversy it's just it seems a bit disingenuous mm. and shitty well, it's it's like, well that's yeah, his well, MO it's kind of like um, who's the guy that plagiarised all the Kieran I'm thinking I know what you're thinking of <laughs> who's, who plagiarised all the reviews the, who's the guy that plagiarised all the, the Philip 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 Munchen Philip Munchkin yeah um, and you know when he did, when he ended up doing his apology video, but through like his own channel, and it fucking stunk. But um, did did you know that he actually later he came back and reviewed Dead Cells again and called it a very honest and was it a very yeah, honest and real review. That, ironically, and getting just a little bit mad at it. Did his, he also um, he also blocks anyone who still calls him out for plagiarizing? Did he um? Change the score? 
I don't know. They don't watch it. I only got about two minutes into it. All right. Kieran, mm. question for you. Mm. Oh, actually, it's a question for everybody, really. Um, That's you every week, yo. I know. Question for one person. Actually, every, you know, it's open to the whole floor. Why don't you feel left out, mate? So. I do. What's my question? Does. <laughs> does leaving it, leaving it affect or change the way you feel? What's the right? How, how do I phrase this question? I, I know, I know what yeah, I know what you're trying to say. Yeah, I don't think him. I don't think that that whole thing cropping up with him changed how I felt about okay that whole thing. So yeah. I don't think it really. If anything, it's kind of like the way he uh, announced it. It's kind of doubled down on it a little bit because he's you know he's alluded mm. to Warner Brothers being super supportive of him still, which is like oh, I wonder okay. if. Like I do, part of me wonders potentially if he did get maybe a little, like a little tap on the, the shoulder. Maybe he's just trying know. to hold on to his pride on the way out and be like, no, 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 I, I'm quitting. Well, you know, maybe they were like, he will pay you. I don't know that, that, that that's probably even worse, but like, we'll pay you like, I don't know, like your if it the rest of your salary, or whatever. Virtually any off. other publisher, I would probably, you know, say yeah, they they might have given him a tap on the shoulder or. A, slap on the wrist but Warner Brothers has been noticeably notably silent on the entire mm. thing and not, not even just in this controversy just in the entire the entire scope of everything they've just done nothing which leads me to believe that they don't actually give a crap and hello Bernie so do you think that Okay, how do I ask this question without making it sound like a shit question? Do you think Don't ask it. a company that big, good point, should do something? I think they have the power to do something, and through doing nothing, they do more harm than good. Because there's obviously the right thing to do, but then by doing that, they piss off, I guess, some of their fans as well. So I guess, I don't know. But I'm just trying to think, like, perhaps it's just better for them to say nothing and, and do nothing. Or I the, mean, yeah, Bethes- oh, sorry, Bethesda like, they, like, didn't say nothing when people were kicking up a stink about killing Nazis in Wolfenstein. Wait, sorry, what? It's just, they, 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 it, it's irresponsible to say nothing. I'm not disagreeing. I'm just mm. uh, trying to put on my... The devil's advocate shoes. My it's, big, my big company... Those. CEO hat, um, my Andrew Wilson hat. It's just, it's just one of those things where, like, if there's gonna be change to a system that is, is like just rotten by nature, it's got to come from the top. Mm. And so, anyone with that power to do that that doesn't use that power is doing the wrong thing. I, I guess, eyes. yeah. I, I guess the better way to ask the question is: Are you surprised that they're not doing anything? No. Like that yeah. So no. that that's probably the best way to. To phrase that question, um, yeah. Anyway, we won't we won't go into that topic all over again. <laughs> um, all right, what else we got to talk about? All right, um, just scrolling up here. Nah. So sadly, uh, V One Interactive, the developers behind Disintegration, uh, they are closing Couple. down, shutting up shop. Uh, only. Nine months? Excuse me, sorry. 
uh, is it nine months after disintegration came out? I get a Adam. Came out you're in the one, June. You're yeah, so you're about nine months. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is fucking kind of wild. Yeah, it's. Uh, that game must have tanked pretty hard. Uh, which is funny, not not hilarious funny, but like wow, wow. Don't not to play devil's advocate, but no, because funny. like like they had like good talent in that studio, so um, it's just it's just surprising. Like I wouldn't have thought that a studio with that um, background and that mm. sort of pedigree would be yeah, like you know nine months into. I mean, they were obviously about for longer than that because they've been working on the game, but. Yeah, and what, what, what was it like six months into the game they pulled three months multiplayer um, yeah three months was I'm it I'm pretty no, sure it was, it was only three months surely. I'm like 95% sure hang on let me let me have a look yeah. Um. oh yeah while you do that it's but this this to me is kind of highlights why I guess a lot of studios, publishers um, and games and stuff are sequels or very similar in formula kind of mm. thing um, because if you do take that big risk like and, and it doesn't pay off you know, the ramifications are well, you're closed um, It's a struggle of like, new IPs in some regards can do can be fine yeah. but new ips that are multiplayer oh a multiplayer focused that's like a, that's a big risk yeah if but got a, if you've got a single player a sing- new ip yeah. then it's yeah i but i don't it was the single the player, single player good, was, was you know the single player was fine for, but it was definitely the multiplayer was definitely the the focus and it 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 does show yeah a fair bit and i think the the, the real killer is like not only is it a new IP but it was a a weird niche hybrid of genres like it had the the RTS and yeah mm. yeah it was just a yeah it was a genre blend that I don't think anyone was really fanging for um and then you mix that with yeah the multiplayer not being a, a huge booming scene and it just yeah it was a cocktail for failure unfortunately yeah it, it really sucks mm. though it does like you said there were a lot of talented people behind it and they seemed like they were really passionate about it but it just yeah wasn't to be i suppose yeah and that like i think that sucks a bit like that you know these guys or this team has gone out and done something unique and creative and you know stuck the vision and mm. yet we fucking the industry and gamers and shit you know bloody thing over to use Adam's term like <laughs> Call of Duty or fucking you know Battlefield like and I, I get their established franchises but it it's is the funny same though fucking thing sure there's like there's like minor differences but and even FIFA I mean I, I think sport games are, are a little bit different but um, but yeah like I was just having a fuck. conversation with a mate of mine that went into just a random secondhand store and was looking through old PS2 games and he messaged me and he's like, nah, nah I didn't find that. Uh, and he messaged me and was like, fuck, man, you look at PS2 games and there was some whacked out crazy ass shit that released on PS2. 
but and everyone would play it. But now you look mm. at the the biggest AAA games, and yeah, you've got your Call of Duties and and this and that, and they're all. He was saying how they seem a bit saturated. And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, when you, you factor in development mm-hmm. costs and turnaround and everything, you just, I suppose, developers and more accurately, I suppose, publishers aren't willing to take big risks risks on new IPs and new ideas because things like this happen and studios get closed mm. not long after the first games get yeah. released, which is unfortunate. Yeah, like, it's, yeah, like, it's interesting that you bring that up because, like, you look at, like, yeah, like, I think of some of the games I played on PS2 and it's just, it's all these different games. The, the conclusion but, that we came yeah, to like, is the the emergence of indie games, I suppose, filling that void of more creative. Mm. And, and I know we've had the, the conversation about what an indie game is um, on a previous podcast. But yeah, I, I think indies have maybe filled that, the void lost by that sort of thing becoming less apparent nowadays. Yeah. It's a, it's a matter of expectations as well. Cause on like, you know, you think back to the PS2, the, the gap in uh, production values for like, I guess what you would call yeah. a triple A game at that time and a, a quirkier game. Like the gap wasn't that yeah. big, you know, mm. everyone's playing on 12, 12 inch <laughs> CRTs and you know, you can't really, you know, it's it's there's not a race for like the best looking, you know, yeah. biggest budget yeah. game like there is now. Uh, so the gap the gap now, you know, for Call of Duty versus what a studio a quarter of the size of the budget can put out, like that's yeah. like a death sentence basically if your game yeah. doesn't look that Absolutely. good. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, the indie market definitely is good because that just the the word indie sets up an expectation. Yeah. That is achievable. Mm. And that's actually that's a, a interesting point you bring up, Karen. Because I was speaking to a guy at work this week about Outriders, because he's he's been bugging me to get on Destiny with him, and I was mm. like, mate, ch- check out Outriders, like on you know, because he's big into those kind of you know those like team shooter games. Like he loves mm. Call of Duty stuff, right? Mm. Um, and basically that's what when he saw Outriders, right? And he said it didn't look that good visually. Yeah, and, he, and that's and it. He, and he goes, you know, I don't play a lot. I don't, I don't play a lot of games, um, so you know, I've got to play the best, the best looking ones. Basically, is what he kind of said, um, which definitely sums up like a Call of Duty player. Um, but uh, yeah, it was just like yeah, it was just a, it was interesting seeing that perspective from. I wouldn't say he's a casual player, but because he, I think he plays COD quite a bit. But from someone who's not as, I guess. Investors probably not, not the right word either, but into you know not you know we, you know, we run a site so you know we have mm. a more of a deeper interest in all kinds of genres and stuff. Whereas, you know, just those, yeah, I don't want to say surface level players either, but just yeah, they have not as much time to play games, so they don't really more casu- casually interested players. They just sort of yeah, see. I, you, yeah. You're definitely right. I think mm. Kieran and I could probably both attest, being where we work, um, that there's the yeah there is a good number of people that are like that that are just like oh the, you know this this minecraft game doesn't look that good it might it can't be popular surely like well well actually so yeah it might be surface level but it definitely it might ward people off from experiences that they might like taking out the visuals do you think um 
I don't think often, no. Before, before I even thought about what, 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 what the question was. <laughs> uh, outriders. Do you think Outriders could potentially suffer a similar fate? Because I feel like with multiplayer games, it's the fall is bigger, I feel like. If you yeah. Like, like look at Evolve's probably a good one. You know, that pre-launch, that, that had all kinds of big hype and then it came out and everyone was kind of like, oh, after a month I was like, well, move on to the next thing now. Um, whereas I guess those story games kind of just, they just sort of don't, don't like take off at all really. Whereas those multiplayer games like Outriders and all that, you know, they have a lot, a lot of people get on because they can play with their mates they can, uh, on day one and week one and stuff. And then I after, think, you know, months, I think the play with your mates weeks, thing is, is pivotal just, there yeah, because things like Evolve being competitive, you not only need your mates, but you need an established player base. But whereas you have things like Outriders, you can mm. play that with your mates without any other players interacting at all. Like it, obviously you, you still need mm. servers to be live and whatnot. And I understand yeah. if the, the player base isn't there, then those servers won't be there either. Um, but I think it's because it's less dependent on a huge player base. It maybe stands a slightly better chance of sticking around for a bit longer. I guess it's, it makes me wonder why more developers don't go down their PVE route mm. um, and try and do that. So Hunt Showdown is a good example. Like that's actually, that's been doing quite well. So you probably can't argue with their decision, but the initial version of that game, Hunt Horrors of the Gilded Age, I thought looked awesome. And that was a PVE game. But then it came out, there's this PVP thing, Hunt Showdown. And it's, you know, it's a whole different game, but the PVE, uh, version that that like that appeals more to me than that PvP because I don't play them often enough, right? I get put into a bloody lobby with bloody Bulldog eighty five and he's bloody prestige and stuff and just bloody steals my bounty and do you th- makes me go do you think maybe it has something to do with yeah. like the stream of content? Like if you have a PvP, the the content is like obviously you will want more content but the entertainment can be taken Mm. from just that competitive aspect whereas if you're doing pve if there's not something fresh and always new happening you're going to lose interest a lot quicker like there's Mm. gratification in pvp yeah that you can kind of just play the same thing over and over sort of but like i like payday 2 is, is a good example of a pve game that has just done so well for itself even though they've totally ass-fucked fucking console players and I hate them for it and it makes me not want to play Payday 3 when it comes out. Um, but that game has just got, even today, like it's just got so many players on and it's still getting content all the time. for, And that's just purely a PvE game. Um, and I remember when we played that on PS3, like we just would do the same missions over and over again. It was just so much fun. Like regardless of how many times we did it, because, you know, we'd, it was fucking hard too. Like, like, we, like we would play on hard and try and do like the hard missions where you get like, you know, good rewards and stuff. But um, Jordan, you play a lot of, uh, or you yeah, play a lot of those kind of games with like Destiny and even Rainbow Six. What do you think those games have, uh, sorry, why do you think those games have succeeded the way they have? Uh, so it's a very tough thing to distinguish, but I think, where games like Destiny and, you know, Rainbow Six and some others have 
or succeeded is because of their just their core gameplay is solid and so it allows everything else to shine which allows all the social aspects of those games to be even better because everyone else is enjoying the very base level of the game so they don't have to try and fluff around with it to make it fun like something with say Fallout 76 where every person was justifying it's fun with friends so it, the, the game kind of crop it kind of props itself up and then the community stands behind that but i i think going back to again like outriders it will definitely have a, a dip in players but that's not because it won't be a good game i think it's more because they've um established that it's uh almost like a one and done game like it's what it's what 40 hours is yeah it, Adam, roughly they said yeah, and it, it's not trying to exceed that in any way that, like, Destiny or something has. It's kind of like, it, it knows what it is, and it doesn't mm. try to stray from that. And I think that's where a lot of these, uh, like, cooperative live service games uh, fail, is because they try to reach for something that they can't actually achieve. Um, do you also think that... <laughs> The World Play DLC podcast oh. is the height of professionalism. I just said, curious how it's fucking funny. <laughs> um, sorry, I'll, I'll tell you guys later. But um, oh. um, do you think Jordan, just back on that one, do you think that maybe Destiny and Rainbow Six have succeeded oh. purely because, um, oh, sorry, no, sorry, not purely, but uh, part of it is because they got big wallets behind them. Yeah, like oh, Bungie absolutely. And, yeah. um, so you so you take a game like uh, what's the game that trashed disintegration? You know disintegration, that, that kind yeah. of you know that hasn't really taken off, so they don't have that financial backing to sort of fall back on um, to kind of because you know both games Destiny and Rainbow Six didn't have a great start if I'm remembering correctly, um, but they kind of you know over it was like they were it. okay enough. Yeah, but they also had like you know a. You know, you compare Destiny's hype to like Disintegration's hype, and you know, you know and that's not having a knock on on um, Disintegration, but you know, it definitely had that. It yeah, like like I said before, like uh, multiplayer games do kind of fall a bit harder. So yeah, um, it's it's definitely hard because especially as more and more multiplayer games succeed the more saturated the market becomes and the harder it is for other games of that style to succeed as well. Mm. That's the thing. They all kind of... Well, not all of them, obviously. Something like Outriders is a little bit different, but they all... Uh, the the crux of it is longevity. Uh, yeah. You know, something like Destiny and Rainbow Six, you know, you've got years and years of, of seasons and stuff. Like, for every game that does well and has longevity, that's another game that people are too busy playing. Yeah. Yes, so, it is. So you're right what, about that. So what's, what are the three big ones? Destiny, Division. Would, would that be up there? Division's big, but I wouldn't say on the same scale as something like Destiny. So what mm. if you GTA say, Online? GTA oh, Online yeah, that's is huge. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's wild. Because I was thinking, I was like, so. How hard do you have to tank to shut the studio? Because I think of 
you know, even games like The Order, which I think sold okay, but still, like, that game did not do probably as well as they were it, hoping. It but all, that studio's um, done seem to do all right still. I, I guess it mostly just depends on what they put into the game. So a good example is Warframe. Mm. When that game first launched, that was almost the end of Digital Extremes because it didn't have a great launch. It, like, it would, you know, it only uh, captured the attention of a few people and half of those people left because it wasn't that great at launch. Um, and so what ended up happening with DE was they ended up laying off half the studio and then when they were more successful, they brought everyone back. So mm. it, it's more just about how they manage their resources and what they put into the game and also what they're expecting out of it. Because if you put a lot in expecting a lot out and you get a little bit, then you're in the negatives and that can very easily close you down. Yeah, mm. It's also like, it's it's you know, this fact is independent of the games that they put out as well. Like there's been studios that have put out games that haven't done well that have stuck around and made more games. Yeah. And then there's, you know, established studios like Japan Studio, which, you know, have a, a good history and got, you know, dissolved as well. So like, I think you know, if, if these guys didn't have a project coming mm. up and they were just, you know, sitting on their hands because disintegration didn't need to be looked after anymore. You know, it's a, a strategic mm. decision as well to just be like, well, we're not going to pay them to do nothing. But I guess surely if uh, you, you, you would have more ideas in the pipeline, you'd think. Oh, so. yeah. I just like, I don't like to. Yeah. I'd hate to think it would be like your game didn't sell well. That's why we're shutting you. I would hope that it was more, you know, it sucks, obviously, either like whatever yeah. the decision was, but I would hope that it was more of a strategic decision than a, yeah. a knock on what they yeah, produced. Yeah, studio closures are always hard to take because in, in a way they are <laughs> inadvertently stifling creativity at the same time. Mm. But see, v, uh, V1 Interactive, they're not owned by anybody. Sorry, they're not owned by like a big company. They yeah, that, just... that's... That's why I used uh, Digital Exchange as an yeah. example because mm. at the time so, they so weren't they got, owned by anyone. They got um, what's what's the guy's name again? Adam Marco uh, Marcus <laughs> Marcus Letho Marcus, and he's the guy yes. from yeah. Bungie. Yeah, or helped out with Halo back in the day. Yeah, so you know it's just um, yeah, it sucks. But um, let's uh, we could go on for for a while. That. All right, let's go to off topics. Anyone got anything they want to talk about? Uh, yeah, well, as I mentioned earlier, I'm moving soon, and I'm so keen because there's a funnel web that started camping out yeah, no, at uh, my front porch. That's why you're moving, yeah? Sorry. There's a what, sorry? Uh, a funnel that, web. That can get oh, Kill it. Kill it with fire. See, my thing is he's not bothering anyone right now. Oh, Their yes. existence bothers Man. me. But no, I'm, I'm looking at... I, I'm looking at uh, people that can take it away and use it for creating anti-venom because they are a bit hard to come Jesus. by. Jesus. Mm. Oh, that is... They're, they're awful to look at. Nice. So, uh, you're excited to move because you're getting better internet. You uh, you, you See, Yes, yes. Uh, I should hopefully be getting better internet. I'll be going from this awful excuse for fiber to the node that I have over here to... Uh, mm. Fiber to the building, which will be Ooh. nice. And uh, I'll be living close to the beach, so I still won't be going to the beach because I don't like nice. it. But uh, coastal breeze is nice. Yeah, you get that uh, be on, beachy um... smell. I'm far enough away that I don't get the beachy smell. No. 
Um, I just get cooler temperatures. That's, that's all. all right. Maybe you should go try and be like a lifeguard on Botany Rescue. <laughs> he loved um, that idea. You could hear it in his voice. <laughs> yeah, didn't. Uh, <laughs> not a water sports guy. Um, nah, not at all. Not a not a sand. <laughs> Not a sand guy. Yeah, sand is a bit fucked, actually. I'm going to say that. Huge. Um, Alright, uh, I finished... What did I finish? Uh, Lupin, the French show. That was pretty cool. Oh, sorry. Oh, yeah. Part part one uh, of that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, keen to see where part two goes. I also did... I started Clarice. Did I mention that on... Yeah, you were saying episode? last week, I think. How's mm. it going still? Are you enjoying it still? Yeah, it's, it's, I'm interested still. Right. Like, I'm still keen to see, where, like, where it's going. But it's not, it's not blowing me away mm. by any stretch. But, yeah, like it, it's fine. And I also started a new show last night called uh, Behind Her Eyes, I think it's called. Uh, again, on Netflix. English this time. Uh, so you don't uh, need tiny subtitles. Those listening at home who like to criticise my reliance on subtitles. Um or my enjoyment, sorry. Uh, yeah, it's, it's alright. It seems fine. A bit slow, but uh, that's pretty much uh, me for off topics. I started watching The Boys last night, and I've got one episode oh, yeah. left. Fuck yeah. I started watching it because uh, I played board games with a few mates last night, and they left around 11, and I was like, this seems like an appropriate time to start a new TV show. Uh, so then I didn't go to sleep until about 3.30 in the morning because I kept doing the, oh, look, I'll, I'll do one more or I'll just watch half of one episode. And that just, yeah, spiraled out of control real bad. Love that. That show's way it goes. fucking excellent. Yeah. It's great. Also, since we're talking about shows, Kieran, how good The Devil is a Part-Timer Season 2. Yeah, boy. Can't so wait. keen. Uh... On that so. topic, though, Jordan, I started watching Naruto. I don't know if you've oh, no. me tweeting oh, about no. Naruto lately. <laughs> I'm still in the first season, uh, but I'm weirdly into it. I like it. Even though every episode could be five minutes long and have the same amount of new content in it. It's all animes, isn't it? Nice. Didn't you well, know yeah. Naruto is anime for filler? <laughs> nice. Um, I do have one more uh, quick last shout out. Uh, I listened the shout out to Dylan Blight. Chevelle uh, dropped their new album last week. I gave that a listen. Uh, shout out to uh, Big Simon Blackburn for uh, letting me know that it's uh, out. It's pretty good. Uh, is anyone here Chevelle fan? I feel like Adam's probably no. Adam's not. Probably Jordan's probably the more most likely to be Chevelle fan. Like the comedian, <laughs> not Chevelle. <laughs> yeah, Dave Chevelle. <laughs> Dave Chevelle. Love it. Um, the metal band Chevelle. I'll I'll give him a listen and get back to you next week. Shovel. Mm. Never heard of him. Yeah, it's French for shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Ubisoft's like, it's not shovelware, it's shovelware. <laughs> uh, nice. That's probably a good spot to, let, to leave it to. End it there. You bastards. Um, thank you all for listening to this week's episode. 
Go and check out the content. Uh, I got my Steel Series Arctis 7X review up. Got some other stuff, maybe. I can't think what I can't think what else is in the pipeline off the top of my head. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna say it on the potty. I'm gonna try and get the open critic scores, the predictions up. I've been sitting on them for like ages. Uh, I just haven't found time. Found time, so try and get those up. Um, but yeah, have a good week. Thank you for listening. Go to www.well-play.com.au for all the uh, all the good content, and uh, see you later. Bye. 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 Alright, so I wanted to look at something on the website actually. What was the URL again? W dot well dot w hyphen dot played. <laughs>